Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are going to talk, you know, it, it's the the lottery here is over over a billion dollars one point five billion Friday so, night. So we're going to talk Saturday about night. money. Yes, we. But are. it's probably not money anybody's getting. It's no. it's really money everybody's losing. They're spending right, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. All right. Well, let's get started. I think the uh, the the real discussions are about the interest rate hikes, right? Yes. And and oh. so it's it's not really. We've talked about this a few times that in in a scenario of inflation. A lot of people look and see, well, why are rates going up, not yeah. going down? They just adjusted another three-quarters of a point right. yesterday. Right. And so this has been an ongoing plan. Yep. Uh, and the whole idea is sort of like when you're releasing water into, you know, out of the reservoir and to keep from flooding, yep. you're kind of letting a little slowing bit out, down. slowing That's it right. down. That's right. And, you know, there's, there's you know, economic. You know, I still don't get that. Don't I, I was going to say <laughs> economics is probably one of the most difficult things to come up with an analogy for because yep. it's its own animal. Yep. Uh, but and, and to say things like, well, you need to trust that this yep. is how it works is kind of ridiculous, because if you look historically, the results have been. Yep. Have gone in both directions, yep. but we are where we are, yep. and and we are going to see continued yep. increased in the in the Without federal rates for sure, which are going to yep. reflect in everything else that we do. You'll be earning more yep. on your money, right? And you'll be paying more in your mortgage interest That's if right. you get a new That's mortgage. Right. Yep. Uh, and how does this affect healthcare? Right. But before we get into that, yep. just one question for you, Doctor Mark, okay. and I ask you that every time we start talking <laughs> about this stuff. Okay. How does going from under a 3% mortgage interest rate to 7.2 help inflation? Right. So the idea there is, you know, inflation has... I think our listeners would like to understand this, too. And and I I am not an expert here, but uh, since it's such a confusing... uh, That's a great question that we hear all the time, and and it seems so counterintuitive. If you look at financial modeling, it's more than just about what things cost. Right. It's about how people spend, right? And it's how how people earn their money from just investing money. So it's it's those two sides of the yep. equation. And I think I think Larry, the big problem is mm-hmm. is different things in the economy and in inflation affect different people in different ways and trigger the right. Inflation. So so if yep. you have, and it's not just about having wealth. If you have some money that isn't right. spoken for, right, and you want to invest it. Well, you can do so, and you're more likely to invest it if you can get something back for it. Right. But if you are working week to week on a paycheck and or trying to save money towards buying your first house, mm-hmm. these things are very, very discouraging. Yes. And so it well, affects I mean, different a, people different ways. On a $400,000 mortgage, the interest rates increase is $700 a month. Yep. Yep. It's big. That's it's big. huge. That's a huge, huge number. But That will basically take people out. From buying a home of that value. And if you look back, I mean, back when I first got into the home market, mm-hmm. rates were in the teens. Oh, yeah. I and, remember yeah. back in uh, 79, 80, yep. 16%. Yep, yep. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. in the market then, but, but 10 that. years yeah. later, yeah. it was still 15, 16%. Yeah. When I moved from and then here, it started shooting yeah. down quickly. Yeah. When I moved from Orlando to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and we built a new home up there, right. my interest rate went from seven and three quarters here mm-hmm. in Orlando to 16% right. in, in Wisconsin. Right. And fortunately, I had a corporation 
that would offset the difference. Right. Well, I'll, I'll say after sort of explaining this, that if you look, again, historically on what the Federal Reserve has done in similar circumstances, the outcomes have been mixed. Okay, right. so Absolutely. so this is all high end financial modeling, and we're still you know, at over eight percent inflation, correct? Yes, oh yes, yeah, yep, still yep. over eight. Yeah, and remember, eight, remember we talked about the misery index, the original yep. misery yeah, index. I remember that. And yep. so this is this is going to be interesting because mm-hmm. the misery index has been a pretty good predictor on who gets into the White House, and right. with that inflation number and the unemployment unemployment numbers. Now the the current misery index has a, a bunch more factors, but the original had those too. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it would it would predict that we're going to see a change in parties in the White House based on what yep. I'm seeing yep. today. Exactly. But we got a couple of years, right? So we do. Well, you know, uh, Tuesday this past Tuesday, right? The ACA enrollment started November one, right? And it goes through January fifteenth. But again, people need to understand if you want to be effective for January one, you have to get your enrollment in by December fifteenth. Exactly. Exactly. And. and Okay. And that, and that's that is not really likely to get extended at this point. No, I mean I I think that they they it did get extended a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Yeah. And so I mean yeah. I think you don't want to plan on that. Right. So well I so think if even you if wait, it gets extended, if you wait until January fifteenth, I think you'll actually be enrolled March one. Gotcha. In the ACA. Oh, they plan. give that rolling. Yeah, they give that they Give it for thirty yeah. days. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. But it's interesting. They're expecting last year. There were 14.6 million people enrolled mm-hmm. in the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare, under healthcare.gov, and that opened up again Tuesday. And what's interesting this year, because of all the subsidy, subsidies that they continue to, to give, mm-hmm. they're expecting 92% of the people seeking coverage on the ACA to have at least three options, and over 75% of those people will qualify for some type of subsidy yeah subsidies are yeah and those are going to continue until yeah we 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 suspect until the end of 2023 exactly but but it's just gonna have to be a wait and see but you do want to get on get get your application in it's a pretty it's it's a it's a medium easy process but uh you don't want to get caught without the health care that you were planning on right and then they did something a little bit different this year too Mm -hmm. under cms for enrollees in premiums, they cap the premium at eight and a half percent of your family income. It okay. can't go higher than that. Interesting. Even though you get a subsidy, now most of them don't even come close to right. reaching to that level. So that that would be after the subsidy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that yeah. that is that would be pretty unlikely. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting, Doctor Mark, as of August, there were only eight percent of Americans that did not carry some type of a health insurance in America. Yeah, that's always been the that that number hasn't really moved. No, and actually, it's gone. Well, down. No, it's got this, but the eight percent. I was yeah. saying that yeah. the the number that we followed since the beginning of the ACA yeah. was that we were looking at about twenty to twenty seven percent of Americans. That's right. That did not have coverage. That's right. So I am not buying eight percent. Yeah, that because, that seemed like yeah, an awful well, low number. It, it's yeah. that is too low because yeah. when we looked at how many more people were covered with the ACA, and we're we're just looking at not even in double digit millions. I mean, it right. just wasn't enough. I'm so I, I can't I can't buy that number. I'm not yep. sure yep. exactly what they're looking at, yep. but but not eight percent's way too low. Yeah. Well, let me give you one example financially of what uh, our listeners can expect: a family of four with an income of right at seventy thousand dollars will see their average premium drop from where it was last year is $75 to zero. 
Really? Because of subsidies? Yeah, because of subsidies. Yeah, not because of the cost of the no, plan itself. No. That's going up. Because of the federal subsidies that are coming out of our taxes. So even compared to what we had six months ago, yep. there's, the subsidies are the increasing? subsidies are less, are more, and the premiums are less. Wow. And so my question to you, Dr. Mark, is Where how does long that can we keep from? this up? Well, if we run out of ink <laughs> and can't keep printing the money... There's going to be a problem. And, you know, that ink is expensive. It's special ink. That's right. right? So, no, I mean, all kidding aside, it's it's not going to change until the parties right. flip up in, 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 yep. in, in Washington. Right. I mean, and I just all, don't see it because this is yep. a this is a pattern of yep. support yep. that you if you start this, you can't stop it. That's right. So someone else has to come in and be the bad person and stop it. Right. Well, there's also another piece of this that I'm not sure people realize. If you remember this navigators that they – Trump kind of killed that and lowered the monies available for navigators. Well, now the Biden administration has thrown – Hundreds of millions of dollars around navigators who work in these local communities around the country to help people sign up for coverage. Right, because they didn't get the results. As much as they tout how wonderful this thing is doing, they have not seen the increased enrollment of any signals. You said 14 million. It was was 11 million two years ago. That's right. So 3 million people in the entire. They're expecting no increase this year. This year. But yet they're pouring more money at them. Right. Well, no. Well, of course, because they want to see that increase. Yeah. But all you'll see in their news news feeds are going to be how successful it's been, yep. and it's not answering the issues that we have at hand. Exactly. Now, when you can take a few people, again, if you're getting subsidies subsidies for a, a portion of that fourteen million, uh, those yep. people are yep. are likely happy. But yep. the majority of those people yep. are not sitting in a strong financial position That's individually, correct. right? That's right. So That's right. just because they have this opportunity doesn't necessarily mean they're like, oh, yeah, life is good because exactly. I don't pay well, those Well, $70,000 income for a family of four, that's tough. That's tough. You're, that's you're, tough. you're really fighting it. Yeah. You're really fighting yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know. We're going we're gonna to use – I don't see how this works in the long term without the actual policy rates dropping down, yep. which will mean yep. less profit for the insurance companies – and as we've said, and less taxpayers' dollars that go out in subsidies. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't. Yeah. We can't keep that up. You can't keep that up. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. the answer is going to be: How do we look at the commercial coverages? And I get it; they're yeah. going to get a fixed percentage yeah. income. But if you're getting a fixed percentage of your total gross as right. your profit, if that's right. fixed, the only way to increase how much you're going to make next year is to increase the cost. That's of, right. Right. That's exactly to, right. of the policy. That's right. So. That's right. It's that's a horrible setup because just, what every single year, inflation or no inflation, yeah. those costs for the policies have continued yeah. to go up, yeah. and all of the companies involved here have yeah. have it for, for lack of better determination of what to call it side gigs where they make billions of dollars. Of course, that yeah. that profit yeah. margin is not a fixed yeah. amount. Yeah. So if it if you're going to stay in the game of healthcare. Yeah. You need to give some yeah. of that back, yeah. and that's a that'd be the most effective way to give it back would be to lower yeah. premium costs, so we can drop the subsidies yeah. and people can can afford what yeah. they're getting in real time. Let me give you an example. You just said something that kind of hit uh, home. Yep. We have one uh, House of Representative. I'm not going to say who it is. These people make $175,000 a year, uh-huh. and this person lives in a $25 million home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah. she didn't make it off the uh, – Well, they're not in politics for the money, so that's to speak. Right, that's yeah, right. right that's yeah. Right. No. Well, I mean, I think that's always been the argument is, is you know, when the 
and and you know we're talking about economy and Democrats. Somebody's going to think they tuned yeah. into the wrong show. But, That's right. But if you if you look around and you see who can afford to run for yeah. office, That's right. And they're not likely the same person that they're quote unquote yeah. fighting for. And and you see you see that all the time, right? The, the idea of paying public servants lower wages wasn't to get rich people to become public servants. No, it was to show that yeah. you were dedicated to the role that you were fulfilling, yeah. and that has gone. I mean, that hasn't been around since yeah. I've been alive, right. as far as I can tell, right? Well, and again, a lot of these people that run for office are already financially stable. well. That's what I'm saying. They're all yeah. not They're stable, all wealthy, wealthy, and yeah. then and then they become even more wealthy. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I know that that's, that's definitely a grassroots issue that we have. Yep. And certainly in the last few elections, you've seen more young folks run for Congress that mm-hmm. don't necessarily have that, that specific means. Uh, yep. but, but you worry yep. somebody's backing them. Somebody with dollars is that's backing right. them. That's right. Well, maybe we'll get more to the economy yep. in the next break, but we're we going to take a quick break. Dr. Martin, we come back, we're going to talk. Not only are we talking about lower premiums and more tax taxed onto the um, federal taxpayers but now we're going to talk about what they're doing to the providers all right you're listening to healthcare now the truth about u.s healthcare our website is behind healthcarenow.com that's behind healthcarenow.com we'll be right back you're listening to healthcare now the truth about u.s healthcare we're going to a break and when we come back we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with dr mark and larry Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion, on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to the Healthcare Now studios. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We, we have been a departure on topic to some extent, yes. talking more about money and politics than we usually yep. do, yep. but it all relates to health care. It does relate. Right? So we talked yep. about the subsidies and we talked about you know where the money is coming from and not coming from. And, right. and, and we know that these policies are costing more and more every year, which goes to the, the taxpayers. Um, and then they're covering yep. the folks that are paying for the policies yep. or getting subsidies and they're not getting anything more right. for that policy. And at the same time, CMS just approved a 4.48% cut yep. in Medicare payments for surgeons. So let me let me put this in different perspective. Okay. Not only have we lowered premiums in the Affordable Care Act and put it on the backs of taxpayers, mm-hmm. they've taken the physicians who are taxpayers right. that are funding that and they're going to cut their reimbursement another 4.4%. Yeah. And and as importantly yep. as that cut yep. is is a, is a number, there hasn't been an increase in the last decade. Not for and specialists. Not for specialists. Yes, that's right. And when you look at where this 4.48% comes from, just a few years ago, 
they delayed a 2% cut. Yeah. And so they so they care tell oh, well, we delayed the 2% cut and the next year you know 2 yep. years ago we delayed the 2% cut and now that's we right. now that's we're right. got a 4.4. That's right. I mean so so it's a that's it's a ridiculous yeah. game. Well, the the reason that the 4.4% is so large, Dr. Mark, is there was a 3% increase in physician payments that expires at the end of this year. Right. And and they did not renew that. Correct. So 3% of that is legislation that they just did not renew. So gotcha. that plus another 1.4% is right. where they came up with a 4.4%. And that's across the board. That's not that's just right. a procedural specialist. Everybody. Yep, they got yep. that 3%. Yep. yep. But what that's I think is way. interesting, while they want to cut physician reimbursement, they also want to increase reimbursement for behavioral health, cancer screenings, dental care, and patients accessible in afford accountable care organizations. Right, right. And I think the dental care kind of got pushed off to the side already. It did. It did. And the the screenings, um, I think the, uh, the the latest information on the colorectal side on yep. cancer screening yep. was they cervical were, they were, and colorectal. Yeah, so yep. they're they're yep. thinking that, that that maybe we should be doing these colonoscopies at an earlier yep. age. Yep. And so there was a big a big study out of Europe that came through, and the study was kind of odd because they talked about patients that were 45 and and 45 to 50 getting screenings and they they made that option possible for one group and not Mm -hmm. for another group right and then they looked at the overall results on that that change that five-year change Mm -hmm. between 45 and 50 yep and they came up and said you know there really wasn't much difference but what they didn't look at or didn't take into consideration is those were just people that were offered the screenings if they looked at the ones that actually had the screening, yep. Yep. there was an increase in detection of cancer. Without a doubt. So so it's it's tough. There's still not a good answer. And I right. think CMS is going to – I think they're going to go with pushing it down to 45. Yeah, and I agree with you. Well, you know, when we look at what we do in our value-based programs, mm-hmm. when we look at cancer screening for – it's not only prostate cancer, it's cervical, breast, and uh, – Colon cancer. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and colon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the big ones. We're now at about a 50-55% screening rate. It's not – it has not gone up that much, Dr. Mark. No, no, no. Yeah. It, no. It, hasn't, it hasn't really picked up. And, again, a lot of it is data-based, which is important. Yep. Um, yep. And now there's there's two types of screenings for uh, colorectal cancer. There is. Um, we've got the, the colonoscopy, which yep. is the procedural. Yep. And then there's there's some testing, stool testing. That's right. And, That's right. And it's, which is it? much more called Cologuard. Yeah, Cologuard. Yeah, Cologuard. There, I think there's a couple, there's a couple, of, couple, yeah, a couple of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. And the important thing there is if you are at risk because of a family history – that you don't mm-hmm. want to go that route, right? You want right. you need to go ahead and get your screening, and you should get it earlier. Yep. Yep. So if we if we don't just look at the general population, but we divide this up and look at look at groups that have higher incidence, and, and most importantly, your genetics. Yep. I mean that's where we need to focus, yep. and and they they get that they get that, but then it becomes this this lobby effort as to. Mm-hmm. You know what? What type of thing are we going to do? Are yep. does does the American Hospital Association want you to take the the uh, stool test, or they want you to colonoscopy? Yep. Yep. And so, I mean, there's a lot a lot of things that go into play there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you talk about that because think about where these recommendations of these cuts came. It came from what they call the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission (MedPAC). Right. And I can tell you, those MedPAC members, mm-hmm. not one single one of those doctors are practicing physicians today. Yeah. Not one. But my, there should be, and they do this with yep. a lot of things, like in uh, in, in medicine. the bureaucracy. Yeah, yep. if there, 
let's let's say you want to be your medical expert. You know, I've done a lot of medical right, expert right, work. Right. In most states, if you aren't practicing in that area within the last three to five years, mm-hmm. you're out. Yep. You're, you're disqualified. Yep. Whereas with those positions, all the way across the board, you may yep. have never practiced significantly. And they've been and, in and research that, and education. Yeah, and, that's and, right. and that, that, that's an issue. That's a problem. That's an issue. Yep. Because if you've we been learned, a practicing you physician be and been retired and went into this, it's okay. Yep. But if you've never been and you've always been a professor yep. at a medical school, that's a whole different situation. Yep. No, it is. It is. And so you, you yep. we get a lot of that. And I think that's yep. sort of what we get in politics, yep. too. I mean, yep. it, because that becomes more of a political issue than it does right. a, an actual scientific issue. And it seems like issue. we're talking a little more political today. But Jack Resnick, the president of the American Medical Association, mm-hmm. when he saw this uh, proposed 4.4% cut. He said, are you kidding me? On top of inflation, we're reducing the cost and right. reimbursement to physicians. He about lost it. Yeah, which is interesting <laughs> because, you know, the, yeah. I mean, I talk about this a lot. Most of the physicians around aren't huge AMA right. folks because they right. feel like they've become more political. But this was yep. a straightforward discussion that I don't think anybody can disagree with on the, on the medical side that they're really – docs are struggling. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I mean, we'll talk in, uh, all through today well, about the different look at radiology, Dr. Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about all these screenings for cancer, like mammography, colon, and all that. Yep. Radiology has been cut to the point where independent physicians are having to look for something else because of the reimbursement. Yes, right. You they know have, that. Yeah, yeah they're yep. the professional yep. fees. Whereas the facility fees for that are still Still, quite quite significant. They just gave them a two point seven percent increase at the hospitals. At the hospitals, hospitals, but not in the outpatient centers. Not in the outpatient, yeah. Which is ridiculous because the hospitals are just charging so much more than the outpatients. And you know, for our listeners, that's a lobby. That's that's a a total lobby. But Mm -hmm. you know, for our listeners, at CMS, uh, Lakita Chiquita Brooks Lashure, who's the administrator, made the comment that everything that we're doing, we are trying striving to expand access. To high quality. So you cut out docs that want to participate in the Medicare program and you're going to expand access? That makes no sense. Because, <laughs> and, and if you look at these, some of these freestanding centers, be it surgery centers or physical therapy centers or radiology centers, they're going to be less interested in working with Medicare and Medicaid. Without a doubt. Because the reimbursements are getting so low and and that they're they're shifting it in the wrong direction, yep. right? And and it's really it's it's going to break that that system, which you got to feel it like is. is is not an accident. Well, what's interesting is even the hospitals will tell you they can't survive on Medicare reimbursement. That's why in the commercial sector, your rates are so much higher. Right. Yeah. They're, they, they're getting they the play that. They yeah. The balance out. So, but well, they just, also they also get money at the end of the year though. They do. For, I mean, they do. when they talk about. If if you Losses if you're talking to a, that, if you yeah, talk to yeah. about a, to a physician about their Medicare or Medicaid work right mm-hmm. or their more importantly things that are denied and they just don't get paid for right that is right off the bottom line yep. that's not something you can you can put against your taxes that is just a total loss yep. whereas the hospitals have ways to make that not so hard to swallow yep. and because they do get subsidies from the government and. They can push that against, you know, what they might pay if they if they're a for profit, what they pay in taxes. Yep. Their potential loss. Yeah. And and from the AMA, the Medical Group Management Associate, uh, MGMA, made the comment that in light of this uh, financial uncertainty with these reductions, which g- 
physicians have faced over the last two years coming out of the pandemic, as well as staffing crisis, this could put the whole medical community in a turmoil. Well, we are not finding great reasons for people to stay in or go into medicine. Yeah. And you're dear, and, you're and, oh, yeah, dear to that. This is, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I always say when the students come out and they're, they're not part of the change, they just walk in and the system is what it is, they can adjust to it. But it really just destroys the providers that have been working and have sort of set up their life's yep. plan, yep. and suddenly the, the rug is pulled out from under them. Right. You know, and I think that's I think that's that's the yeah. issue here. And, and this is not a this is not a surprise, but it's just never ending. Right. And it really they re- really have to answer to that. And I know you being the dean of a medical school, that's near and dear to your heart, Dr. Mark. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about yeah. this and mm-hmm. we, I don't want young doctors to go into specialties because they they can't make enough money to pay off their loans exactly. if they go into the, what exactly. they really want. Right. And we tell them all the time, you have to do what you want to do or you're not going to do it for as long. Right. But, you know, that's a whole different, you know, yeah. conference to have. Sure. And it, it does. It makes it difficult. And we start talking about all these, you know, I think in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit about the, the big yeah. companies again yeah. and yeah, how they're are. going to affect primary yeah. care. How are we going to convince people that this is still the right thing to do? Yeah. You know, I think that's that's going to yeah. that's going to continue well, to be I the think, stretch. I think the big question then is. Well, do I really want to open up my own practice or will I just become an employed physician of a hospital and just right. do my thing every day? Well, I don't know. If you're if you yeah. want to get paid at a hospital, you better do it quick because they, yeah. they, they are on track for the worst yeah, financial right year in, in decades. Yeah. 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 And and we hear this across the board. Uh, and it's it's pretty clear. We talked about this, geez, I want to say months, maybe even last year we did. We did. when when we were looking at the number of employees that the hospitals lost. Yep. And now that makes them lose money in two ways. One, if they don't have an employee, if you don't have a nurse yep, that can cover yep. the bed, then you don't have the bed. Yep. Right. And, right. and so, right. so your capacity might not be yep. your physical capacity, yep. but it's your capacity to actually care for the patient. Yep. And so you have to stop taking transfers, stop taking admissions. Yep. And so that's one big area where yep. hospitals lost money. Yep. The other big area, and this is probably the largest area, is in order to get that individual get that nurse there you have to go to a contracting group traveling nurses traveling nurses Mm -hmm. and and respiratory therapists and physical therapists all of them and you and those folks are typically making double what they would uh, if they were otherwise employed and the hospitals are paying three to four times what they they would if they just had someone employed and that's even if they covered their benefits so if you if you say that we've lost 50% 50% of the work staff, yeah. and and that when we did, we've right. gotten some recovery, but now yeah. if you're going to, let's just say that you've got 30% of the work staff that you've got to replace with contracted labor, right. you're now paying more for that group yep. than all the other ones that are sitting there and, and, and not stay with salary, you. salary, you're paying their per diems, you're paying their hotel, well, you're not. You're expenses. not. So but the you, hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, no. The hospital pays a company, right. and that company pays True. that. So that's why well, it's it, all that's included why, in those. Costs. Right. It's all included. Yeah. That's why yeah. they're paying yeah. four times. That's right. Yeah. So that, that's, that's right. just. Yep. So it's 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 yep. a pass yep. through there. Yep. But but no, it's it's not. It, it can't continue. Yeah. You're going to no, see more. We we saw a number of hospitals closed. I think what was it like fifty hospitals. And most well, of them were in rural areas. Right, they closed and, during the pandemic. But then there's been a massive consolidation yeah. as well. But now, 
this is going to be the second phase yeah. yep. where we're going to see more yep. consolidation and, and you know, see, see where yeah. it comes up. When so we come back, I'll tell you a quick story of what happened right here in Orlando, Dr. Mark. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are talking economics, healthcare, politics. I don't know what we're going to throw into that. Maybe we should talk sports later. But you had you had a story you wanted to tell yeah. us. You know, as we talk about hospitals on track for the worst financial year in decades, and then we talked about a big piece of that was employees. My wife was actually in the hospital a few weeks ago, and when she went into the ER, she stayed in the ER 26 hours, Dr. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Because, and it wasn't because they didn't have beds. No, they it's didn't like have I said, nurses to right. service. And, the and that's what they have to say. Like, we yep. don't have a bed yep. for you yep. because yep. that bed is not it's not a hotel room. Exactly. It, it, you have to have the, have to have the, the, the staff. staff that yeah. can take care yeah. of the patient. And so then as the nurses came in, when I was there visiting with mm-hmm. her, every time a nurse came in, I would ask her, are you employed or are you a traveling nurse? Every one of those nurses were traveling nurses, Dr. Mark, that took care of her for that week. E- ER, ER yep. and ICU yep. are huge traveling yep. nurse yep. areas and, and historically, but I think now, I bet if you do the stats, it's probably going to go even all, all across the board because so many areas, we need, we need people in the OR, we need people in the ER, we need people everywhere, right. and the hospitals are just going to have, they're having to shell it out. Yep. So... I don't know what the, the the answer to that is it's going to be difficult but we are going to see hospitals that just can't can't make it. Yep. You know and I I you know I think that's that's unfortunate because that's really we talked a little bit, a bit ago about access that mm-hmm. this was really all about access. Yep. No. That's about access. That's about access. Because that's if right. you don't have the hospitals in your region you have to travel. That's right. That that is yep. a that is a a a uh a hurdle that's too hard to clear yep. for a lot of people. They can't travel, right. you know, in, in their time of need. Right. So that's that's going to be a continued problem. Yep. Well, in fact, do you remember that story of the person up in Maryland, the lady that took her husband who had had a stroke, had to drive him two hours to the hospital right. from a right. rural area, right. and he didn't make it? No, I mean, you know. We talked about that a few weeks stroke ago. Stroke and heart attack yeah. And, yeah. and trauma. I mean, you, you've got you've got a certain number of hours before your yeah. outcomes just drop off right, drop off right, the cliff right. so so that i mean that's been the that's the u.s model is yeah. that for every certain size population you've got to have access 
And then the, the idea that, yeah, you can have specialty areas that you have to travel to for things that, yeah. that you know, Like centers stable. of excellence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But, but so, you have to be stabilized. And even then, you have to be honest, yeah. Larry, e- even yeah. if you have the health care that can stabilize you, yeah. you're still at risk. You know, no that, that, that time of delay of care, yeah. because every step of care yeah. gets delayed. So, you right. know, whether it's waiting for an ambulance to get you, right. waiting for that ambulance to leave the bay, yep. waiting for the yep. staff to put yep. you, take you off the ambulance, yep. Yep. each step of the way, it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. On the night that my wife went into the ER, mm-hmm. Dr. Mark, and it was uh, Advent Altamont, yep. I will tell you at, at about 11 o'clock that evening, mm-hmm. there were over 100 people sitting in the ER waiting to be seen. People were even sitting out on the port on the outside of right. the, the ER. Right. There was not even any room to even stand in the yep. ER. And and, I, and I, we should say that hospital is not closing. No. You know, that hospital has no. been historically tremendously successful. Absolutely. And and if and they're struggling. But the issue but, but they're, is they're able how many to stay of those afloat. people needed a, a, immediate care that didn't Oh, get that's it. a whole other. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, we talk yeah. about that yeah. all the time, that's too. Right. Like, you're, you're right. And and how what is the response now? And the response is at the triage desk. Yep. There are a lot more people that are turned away politely yes. and appropriately and say, be. you need yep. to go see your primary care tomorrow. That's right. That's right. You, you know, you're not you're not in any risk. That's yep. right. No. Yep. So so that that's a that's a whole that's a societal problem. You know, that's it is that's that's an in, information problem. People yep. worry about stuff. And because everybody's yeah. heard the story, I thought it was nothing, and then you know, Grandpa exactly. was was exactly. so sick. You know. Well, so, you know, so the, you thing, of, the thing about it is, how do we continue in that manner? We know that every ER in Central Florida is packed most of the time. In fact, ambulances yep. use diversion programs. Talk a little bit about that, Doctor. Well, it's interesting now in in Central Florida, you're driving on the highway, and you can look up at these billboards yep. and see wait times exactly. in ERs. I've seen and that. and that's that's a that's a marketing thing, yep. right? Because they right. want to keep right. their wait times down, yep. uh, but but they try to keep these wait times down for safety. And right. sure enough, if a hospital is has no beds mm-hmm. or the ER is overwhelmed, they report to a, a central agency to say we're on bypass. Meaning, and all the different systems work yep. together right. in that process. Oh yeah, yeah, correct? yeah, yep. exactly. Because okay. you know you may have. Hospitals from the three different systems within a number of miles from each okay. other, okay. but the reality is, you know, one may fill up first, but the others are soon to follow, right? Because right. it's just like you know, water flowing down a down an incline. Yep. You know, you you may you may have a, a dam to hold it up a little bit, but once that one's full and overflows, suddenly you've got this big gush of patients yep. that yep. are trying to get into a, an ER they weren't initially right. headed to, right? Right. But you know that that is. That's that's a scary thing, especially yeah. when you're looking at like level one trauma centers, because, you know, I remember back in my early training days, both mm-hmm. in Indianapolis and in Tampa uh-huh. and level one trauma centers. And, and we we would get packed our ICUs. Usually for us, it was the intensive care units that got full. OK. And so the intensive care units are like the second most expensive places in the hospital, the first right. being the OR. Right. But but when they get full, you can't do more cases right in the operating room. And you can't take more people from into the ER. Right. Because if somebody comes to the ER, you don't know whether or not they really need an ICU bed. And if you already know you don't have one, then it's negligent to take that risk. Right. So that would be the typical region for bypass. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. And and it depends on how far 
people go. Now, in in an emergency situation like a mass shooting or mm-hmm. you know uh, hurricanes, that kind of thing, they tend to rise to the occasion. Yeah. But then there's always stories afterwards about how, oh, this was substandard And care. they just put all regular care on hold during a mass shooting and that type oh, yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, all, yeah. Anything elective, yeah. and they're going to turn you away. But, yeah, yeah. but, you know, you, but there's, you know, Larry, they don't just do it. There's training for that, okay, right? There's, okay. It's a whole process. It's a whole it's a process. Yeah, a whole process. Yeah, right, okay, right, right, right. Okay. Definitely. All right. All right. What's next for us, Larry? You know, healthcare spending. We talk about inflation at, uh, in fact, the CPI and the U.S. Department of Labor last month announced our inflation rate was 8.3%. Well, it's expected that this national healthcare inflation will impact healthcare to the tune of $370 billion by 2027, Dr. Mark. Well, it's true. I mean, so CPI is the the consumer price index. So at 83 but that that is saying, are we going to stay there? This is, this right. number changes yep. all the time. Yep. I mean, we look at it. You and know, hopefully, every January month. one, you're going to see it start dipping pretty significantly. Right, right. But we were when, when was the last time we were at it at twelve? It wasn't that long ago. And so, I mean, we've seen we saw we saw it drop really low. It was maybe three or four years before the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, yep. so we're seeing yep. it creep up. We're still mm-hmm. not in double digits, but yeah, that's that's of yep. great concern. And that absolutely, it affects all industries. And the difference is, is in healthcare, we're kind of at our breaking point as it is. No question. And well, and we're we're already getting so much government help that I, I mean I don't yeah. know I don't know where else you go when you look at the number of the millions of pe- people that are on government healthcare period. Yep. yep. And add to that everyone who's receiving subsidies. Yeah. And you keep extending that and increasing them. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's estimated that health care labor cost growth will outpace inflation for at least the next five years. Okay. Okay. I, well, I'm, I'm more optimistic than that, but, but yeah, because I mean, if that, if that happens, then we're going to see these numbers continue to increase. Exactly. But, but again, that's the entire, those are all pieces of the equation that the federal reserve is looking at and trying to. Quite, quite frankly, just yeah. throw something at the wall and see if, it, see if it sticks. Exactly. Well, let's take a break just a second. Let's talk about something from the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, we are now in the uh, Medicare Advantage open enrollment, which started October 15th to December 7th. Right. And now we're in the ACA enrollment, Correct. which started November 1 through January 15th. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important, Dr. Mark, and I want to have a conversation with you about this, about people being educated as to how to choose their health insurance for them and their families. Well, first, you need to get it. That's right. First, you got to sit down and need to get it. And, and yep. if you are working yep. with the ACA, it's, it's a matter of sitting down and putting in the information and getting yep. a number back. People... I think at least one person a day, whether it's friend, family, right. or colleagues, ask me about, well, you know, I'm getting close to choosing my Medicare plan. Yeah, the Medicare stuff Can you stuff talk to me big. about it? You probably get that yep. all the time, yep. too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and thanks to you, I can I can give a halfway answer and then and then refer them to you. Yeah, you've but gotten no, pretty knowledgeable about all this. More than most pediatric folks, that's, that's for, sure. for sure. That's for yeah. sure. And that for, in fact, somebody stopped me coming in the studio today talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's, on, it's on people's minds yeah. Yeah. because – it is confusing, yep. and it's 
And, you know, no doubt that it's become more confusing with the yep. commercial insurers coming in. Yes. Although yes. the things that they're yep. offering, I mean, I'm always a little skeptical. Yep. yep. And I think I think the news would probably support yep. my skepticism. Yeah. There but, was about a two minute commercial on Humana the other night. Mm-hmm. And I watched it very intently. And they talked about all their benefits. Right. But you know what they completely skimmed over? What it'll cost you if you get admitted to the hospital. Right. Dr. Mark, they didn't even discuss it. Yeah. And then they jumped in. Well, we'll help you on your pharmacy cost. Right, right, right. Right after well, that. I was kind of, uh, yeah. when, when we had the Cigna MA folks in, mm-hmm. I was kind of impressed if they were giving us the straight scoop. Well, that Cigna those has hospital, lowered their, their hospital daily costs. Because, yeah, yeah, it really wasn't something that, that would break the bank. No. It, yeah. it, you were still going to win, right? That's right. Based on that program. That's so right. I wonder how many of them are are still playing that game, right? Cigna and one other are actually lowering their benefits per day. In other words, your cop- out-of-pocket per day your up cost. to five to seven days. Right. But then some of the others have increased it. Yeah. And it can go up to $300 a day for as much as seven days. Yeah. So every Yeah, which time, was way higher, oh, yeah. way higher way than, higher what, than what straight Medicare would be. Right, right, right. Well, straight, well, yeah. straight Medicare, I mean, that's, the, that's yeah. the point. Like, why would you yeah. go from one to the other? Exactly. And, and that, that was the big... Yeah. The one thing that if you were likely to have multiple hospitalizations, then you could lose out That's right. if you didn't just stay with straight yeah. Medicare. And, but, and then you've got a supplement to cover that other 20%. But, you know, we're spending a lot of time, you know, trying to make that decision. Yep. But but the trend is that everyone's going to have an MA program, right. right? I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, how, how long? Within well, five years or well, so, you think that's well, where not, it's going to go? not necessarily MA, but at least an accountable care, an ACO program. Right. They'll be in some type of a value-based program. It may not necessarily be MA. Okay, okay. If they stay in straight Medicare. Right. It, then it would be an accountable care organization program. Okay. Right, right, right. Like what we do. Right, absolutely. So okay, but you're sense. right. It'd be one or the other. Yeah. So I can see a lot of the MA programs looking at that because they're seriously a profit model. Yep. Whereas when you look at Medicare, straight Medicare is not a profit model; it's a budget model. That's right. And That's you know right. they're trying to figure out you know how how do they just make their budget. All right. When we come back, what are we going to talk about, Larry? We're going to talk about some of the big boys and primary care and what's going on. Oh, this is going to be good. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. Theanswerorlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to the final segment of Healthcare Now. You've got Dr. Mark, I've got Larry Jones, and we're going to talk, we're going to go shopping. We're going to talk about these commercial entities that are known for finance or selling products or selling uh, medicines, and suddenly... They're selling doctors. That's right. Well, we're going to talk about CVS Health, mm-hmm. Walgreens, and Village MD, and then we're even going to talk about J.P. Morgan, yep, Dr. Mark. Yep, absolutely. So C- CVS mm-hmm. expects a $2 billion hit 
from Medicare Advantage ratings. Yep. And that's basically their dollars. Aetna Medicare program. Yep, 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 yep. So so CVS, we you know, we talk about CVS is not just a drugstore. Yep. And CVS Health uh, has taken on a, a number of roles by, oh, yeah. by purchasing Aetna. Multiple. And yep. so Aetna has commercial products. Aetna has yep. has Medicare Advantage products, which mm-hmm. are also commercial, but they work with the Medicare products. And they're looking at a $2 billion hit. Yep. So where's that coming from? Is that well, decreased sales? Or, or is it's it, a is number it of things. Aetna's star scores fell to the lowest it's been in 10 years. Really? So and we talked that about impacts, that. That so, impacts their revenue dramatically right. per patient. So we've got the top is five stars. So if you're a five star program, right. yep. your your ratings yep. it, it's yep. it's exactly what it sounds yep. like. You know, we're exactly. doing a five star rating system, and it has some other advantages. If you're a five, if you're a client and you're in a five star or want to get into yep. a five star, you can do that year round. If, you if don't have to do it. That's if you're right. five star, that's you can make that move. So it, essentially, drop to a three point five. Wow. I was and, say and CMS has actually stated if you're three or below, they're considering terminating your contract. I'm kind of surprised there's a point yeah. five in that. Yeah. Because you don't see yeah. a four point five. Have yeah. you seen I mean you see a five, no, four? Well, we see four point five. You do see yeah, okay, okay. Do. okay. I yeah, haven't seen yeah. ratings. Okay. Our docs are rated that way. Okay, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All right. So that that is so where where are they falling out? Are are we picking out any specific areas or is it just their their rating. I know I know there it's a worksheet. Yeah. And I know all these things have to be yep. met and boxes checked. And so they, they try to make this as objective as possible, but where did they blow yeah. it? Well, from twenty two to twenty three, you're not gonna believe this number. The percentage of patients in an Aetna Medicare Advantage plan scored four stars or higher is gonna plummet from eighty seven percent to twenty one percent, Doctor Mark. Wow. Gee. No, that's that's bad. That's a that's huge bad. Yes, number, so it's, and it's, it tells that, me that somebody's not looking at the quality scores. Right. So, so yep. basically, they're predicting that since the score drops, they're going to lose yep. that much money. Exactly. And then, yep. but it's a it's a separate discussion as to yep. why did their rating drop. And right. I don't know that right. I'm seeing that in in this, but I but part well, of that is. Your your sort of like your age caps well, at the hospital. Well, it's closing care gaps, it's right. patient satisfaction. Right. Those are all the reasons, and it's top line revenue that you uh, score on those uh, star scores to get that revenue to where it needs to be. So my next question would be: Is how much do they have to lose before they just walk away? Well, good question I because mean, Aetna is not a huge piece of the total overall reimbursement uh, revenue. Part, yeah, yeah, right, right. Their MA plan, but. Uh, it is a significant piece, and you know they're they're also shifting two hundred prescription drugs to a lower tier for Medicare Advantage for their enrollees as well. Okay, gotcha. so that's another thing to try and offset some of these losses. Well, understand that that CVS got into this yep. insurance game to sell yep. more product. That's right. That's right? right. Because and to diversify the care because the yeah. Aetna branch has a fixed amount of money that they're allowed to make a fixed amount of profit. That's right. The CVS product side does not. But if they can control yep. where the patient goes to get their medications yep. and their supplies and their their soda pop and cigarettes and everything yep. else on you know, then, then they can see the income there. Yep. So at some point, somebody's figured out that, hey, you know, we're. 
we're going to walk away from this yep. if it gets to a certain point. Right. Well, I'm, me, I'm sure. I'm sure two billion yeah. is not the number. I'm no, just, well, I'm let just me give you forward. some more information. Not only did their star scores fall dramatically, mm-hmm. but CVS last year bought a specialty pharmacy business called Omnicare for ten point four billion dollars. Right. That entity lost three billion dollars last year. Oh. And on top of that. They were fined by the JOI in settling $5.2 billion in, in fees during the quarter, during the same third quarter of last year, to settle state and local lawsuits. That pharmacy so when group? You, yeah, that pharmacy. So when you add all these up, that's a significant hit to your Medicare Advantage bottom line. Well, you know, I don't say that we told you so, but we said that yep. you got to stay in your lane. That's and right. I, we've got right. these companies that are well out of their lane. And so the next piece that CVS and the others are doing are getting into the primary care market. On Signify Health. Yep. That's right. And so $8 billion. So we, we talk about this all the time that the physician professional fee income represents between 11 and 15% That's of right. the total expenditure. That's so right. it's a small number. That's right. So by purchasing this group, the only way you're going to make any money on this group is if they're driving cl- the clients to CVS. To their other affiliates. Right. That's so, right. So if it didn't work when they bought a, a pharmacy, you know, because people people are locked in. If they're going to get meds, they have to get meds. If it didn't work there, how, how are you going to convince people to change their model and go see their primary care doctor attached to, and it's not just CVS. We're going to talk about Walgreens. Oh, yeah, we are. And, and you know, and some how, we're going to change the model. And we're going to get people who are already – it's hard to get people in to see their primary care doctor. Yep, yep. This is not going to make it easier because it's easier yep. access. It just will not. It's yep. it's going to make it uncomfortable. The, that longitudinal care, that continuity of care mm-hmm. is going to go away. Yep. And this group is out of their lane. Yeah. Well, just when like, you talk like, about you know, these losses, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark, and it's interesting. People say, well, they'll recover. CVS is the well, fourth largest company in yeah, America right. and the second largest healthcare company in yeah, America. Yeah, but they're not in business to lose money. That's right. And they're going to be paying back this $5.2 billion in fees over the next 10 years. Oh, the, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm not sure I'd be buying any Aetna stock right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or CVS stock. Or CVS. Yeah, well, I guess it's just it's just one now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, right. No, I tell you, it is that that. It's it's a predictor. Like we get these companies that look and they see this great potential, and you know, I really think it's because of the the, the idea that healthcare is poorly managed. I, yep. I think that yep. overall, the business world feels that it's sort of a trope that, that that people in healthcare don't know how to run businesses. So if you have a business that you're running well, maybe if you grab a healthcare branch, you can fix it. Yep. And I think what they're finding out is it's not that that healthcare groups don't know how to run a business. It, it's just a very challenging yep. area to be. Well, it's about staying in your lane, like yep, you talked yep. about. So yeah. who else is out of their so lane? Then, so then let's talk about Walgreens and Village MD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walgreens uh, reportedly is considering a possible merger with Summit Health. Yep. Summit Health is a technology and analytics company that provides in-home care for health plans, employers, physician groups, and health systems. Right. And as you know, that's where health care is going from a cost effectiveness. So what we need to do is we need to go back to the office and we need to decide we're going to assign somebody. They're going to they're going to whiteboard or create a chart. And we're going to yep. put up Amazon and Walgreens and Walmart and CVS and who am I missing? And uh, the big players. Well, we're going to talk about yep. J.P. Morgan in yep. a minute. Yep. You yep. know, so yep. let's put them up. 
Walmart. And then let's say, well, who has gotten into the business of insurance? Yep. Who has gotten into the business of primary yep. care? Who has telemedicine? Yep. Who has in-home electronic management? Yep. And you're going to see that everybody has checked the boxes. So if you were in any of those areas and you, you started a company that, that got to a reasonable size, one of these big dogs picked you up. So there was a big profit right there. Mm-hmm. Now the question becomes, does it continue? And the answer is right here. It does not. That's right. And and they they have to create all these things just like you need your own telephone system. But yep. but they're they're trying yep. to to create a full system in inside yep. a group that isn't used to working with yep. any of those technologies. Yep. And they're wor- you know they're looking they're obviously going to close the deal on the eight billion dollar Signify Health, which is a technology company. But there's also rumors out there, Doctor Mark, that CVS is courting Kano Health, which is another yeah. large primary care healthcare provider across the United States. Yeah, I. I've read it. What I read, read something about, about no, yeah. I read something yeah. about them earlier about their research yeah. branch and things that they're yeah. they're working on. Yeah, Kano yeah. Health's a big organization, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, so we've got we continue to see this this growth, and, and it's but it's not if you look again if you take away the profits of people getting bought out mm-hmm. and you just look at the profits of the actual processes, are we seeing is anybody winning here? Yep. And last week we talked about Apple. Talking about getting into Apple, well, yeah. you, you know, when the two that you didn't mention earlier was Walmart. Now Apple getting yeah. into that. Yeah, no, I hit, I hit up Walmart. Walmart yeah. was on yeah. my list. Walmart was one of them. Yeah. I, I don't like say. I think I think the story on Apple is misrepresented. I don't think they're really yeah. getting into yeah. that business. But but they own the technologies. That's right. And they're that's, that's right. their lane that they yep. know. And they're definitely going to want that piece to be part of the healthcare system. Yep. yep. And so we've got so so let's go back. A couple of years, okay, and we had Warren Buffett, Amazon, and J.P. Morgan. Yep, but more specifically, Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway. Hathaway. Yeah, and the three of them, th- those three entities, got together and said, "All right, we're going to service our million employees. Yeah, yeah together right. we got a million employees, right. and together we have more money than it costs to run healthcare. So That's we're right. going to fix." Right. I think they said this, right? We're yep. going to fix the healthcare system. We're going to show it how it's going. And they well, hired some big guru out of John Hopkins and fired him a year later. Exactly. Oh, there were a lot of people that were hired in Lico. That's right. And, and so they went through that whole process, and it wasn't long before they all kind of threw in the towel. Amazon said, yep. "Well, we're going to we're going to hold on to the edge of the towel, That's right. and we're going to work in in Washington State and or you know start in Seattle, in the go Northwest. to Washington State, That's right. and then we're going That's to grow right. it." And there were all these ideas of growth. And I tell you all, all the time, nobody knows logistics better than Amazon. That's right. And, but the issue becomes is healthcare is not a logistics business. Yeah. Parts of healthcare are. One one thing Amazon has done very well the with pills. is their pill pack. Yeah, pill pack. But yeah, they, pill pack. they just yeah. bought that. That's right. That's just, right. I mean, but it, and it made they sense. They streamlined the logistics. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Pill pack, they just bought yeah, the company. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think that in the, in the long term is going to – lose money for them, not because of pill packs income, yep. but because it gave them the confidence that they could do all these other things yep. and everything else they've done. Have they not lost? Yes. They I have. mean, have they continue yep. to lose money or yep. decide that they're not going to do it, which is, you know, you, I, yep. I got to respect knowing when to give up the game. Exactly. And, and that's where we, that's where we are. Yep. So it kind of ties into the, the conversations come back around to the same thing over and over at, and in, in this case, even the names aren't changing. No. Right? So I was I was really shocked to see JP Morgan back in because they were yep. very quiet. They yep. quietly stopped that that three-way deal. Yep. 
and you really they didn't were the hear main anything. reason it broke up. Yes, yeah, because yeah, they said this right. is just that's not going right. to work. Yep. This yep. is not going to yep. work at all. Yep. So, so now they're back in. I don't know, Larry. I, I we talk about this all the time. We make a lot of predictions on the show, yep. and that's the other whiteboard. Is somebody's got to go yep. research and see. How exactly. I, it feels yep. like we're right a lot, but I'm yep. sure we got to be wrong every once yep. in a while. I don't want to. I don't well, want to get you know, too cocky. I think the whole purpose of this show is to help build educated healthcare consumers and have a conversation with everybody in healthcare about how to navigate this very complex and I'll repeat, complex Extremely. U.S. healthcare system. Right. And I, you know, I hope that we give our listeners information that's usable information when they go looking for healthcare. Right. And probably the most important thing today, ACA. Opens up. And Medicare Advantage. And Medicare Advantage. Yep. yep. And so we can, we're still on board. Everybody can yep. enroll in what they need. And we'll talk more next week. Great conversation this week, Dr. Mark. See you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now.